0: Welcome back, one and all, to the R Outdoors portion of your weekend, your final weekend of July, five out of five, having a good time, hoping it's a five-star weekend for you. I'm your host, Nick Simonson, outdoors writer with my materials online at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. Hope you're checking it out, finding those great summer strategies for panfish and bass and walleyes and all of the great fish that we have access to throughout North Dakota and the greater Midwest region. So much fun to be had, so many many great opportunities here. As maybe things slow down a little bit. Maybe you're looking at a late July and August where you're at home more or you're having the ability to get out on your boat more as opposed to, you know, that busyness of May and June and July and getting ramped up for those summer festivities and those great uh, attractions, county fairs, and all sorts of great fun things that are happening, state shoots that are going on, whatever it might be. Coming into the back half of summer, things tend to calm down a little bit, so I hope you can find some time for yourself, or maybe you and your friends, or you and your kids to get out in the outdoors and enjoy whatever it is that you like to chase on the waters throughout the state because, of course, coming up here in just a few short weeks, and I mean, if you're a, a waterfall hunter, you're going to have that early Canada Goose Management take coming up in August. I'm sure we'll see more on that in the coming weeks, but you have so many things coming up when that calendar turns to September. You've got archery deer hunting. You've got all of the upland seasons kicking off week after week. You've got that youth deer season. Boy, I hate to be pointing so far ahead into the, the future, but those opportunities are definitely out there. So we have this uh, four, five, six-week stretch here before school starts that you can get out there and enjoy some time on the water. So focus on the here and now. Try to be in the moment and enjoy those opportunities that are before you with the days that are to come. And speaking of those opportunities, we're going to have a great one talking with Doug Galeer, outreach biologist of the North Dakota Game and Fish Department, sharing his take on all of those things that are on the table for us in this state and some great stories as well. So please stay tuned. Welcome back to the show, everyone. We're kind of in between seasons, in the thick of fishing, getting ready for hunting, and we're talking about the outdoors, sharing our ideas for what's to come and what we're experiencing. And a guy who does this on the daily is Doug Lear, outreach biologist for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department, and that's why we have him on the show today. Doug, welcome back.
1: Oh, it's sounds good to visit with you, Nick. Living the dream, man. I love, you're your one of my favorite outdoors guys. Well, you're one of my favorite guys. And nothing uh, better than actually hunting and fishing is talking about hunting and fishing. So I I appreciate the conversation as always, Nick.
0: Yeah, and you do it so well. And you've been at it for a while. How long, just to bring the people up to speed, have you been at it for North Dakota Game and Fish? And how long in the outreach biologist position?
1: So I've been with the Game and Fish where I started as a game warden in december 95 and i started as an outreach biologist in 2000 yeah right in there so i've always been one not to try to use numbers to define anything and i've been outdoors for my career and whether the career is 30 years or 20 years every single day has been a blessing nick
0: in that time, you obviously, you field a lot of questions. You get the news out. You talk to folks. You write. You talk on the radio. You get people what they need. But you also field those questions from folks. What's the weirdest question or questions you fielded as an outreach biologist? You
1: bring up a good point. I should have kept a running tally. The, the first one that jumps to my mind is when I got a phone call that there was a kangaroo stuck in a fence. I've, I've been taught from my time as a game warden is to never say never. And if somebody says hey, I just saw a flamingo near Pheasanton. Until you actually go see it, I'm never going to discount anything, whether somebody says they saw a whooping crane or a wolf, anything in between. But the kangaroo in the fence, I was a little bit skeptical, and it turns out what it was is a young fawn deer that had been stuck inside Fargo in a fence. So it was kicking and kicking and trying to get loose. And in a, in a world where we have so many people that are buying exotic animals i wasn't shocked or surprised i was i was thankful that it wasn't a kangaroo because i guess i've never thought of of a plan b if i do come across a kangaroo in a fence and even years later i guess i still don't have a plan b if there actually is a kangaroo stuck in a fence nick
0: that's right you'll have to get your boxing gloves on so you can counter
1: (laughs) yeah and i tell you what as you know from the many years that i've been in this i might not be as quick as i used to but i'm a little bit smarter than i was so i think i got that going for me
0: that's right as good ones as you ever were talking with folks out there too you field those questions but you also kind of deal with the the edges of law enforcement as you said you were a warden previously Do you ever have folks reach out to you over a warden and report something, or maybe that leads to a tip? Talk about some instances like that.
1: It it happens on a regular basis where people will call me. And and I appreciate having that that open phone line, whether it's a text message, a phone call, or an email. I, I tell people right out of the gate, if you feel strongly enough about a situation, you need to call the Report All Poachers hotline. Because as as you know from your law background, Nick, the last thing I want to do end up having to testify. So when, when people say, hey, I saw this or I want to report this, I cut them off at the pass and just tell them, if you feel that strongly about it, then you need to call and talk to a game warden. And that works on both ways because as many people call to tell me about what they think may have been illegal activity or what they know is illegal activity, I also get people questioning the actions that law enforcement takes, where they've received the citation or they've had an interaction with a game warden. And it works with having that same policy, then you need to take it up with the enforcement division or with that game warden, because the last thing I'm going to do is become a Monday morning game warden, a Monday morning quarterback. So it kind of works on both
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that's a great point. You serve as this gatekeeper of sorts to get folks where they need to be with game and fish. And on that same line, we hear a lot of fun stories, Uh, a secret stash of mountain lions being held at a facility out west to dens of bears being kept up near Pembina, things along those lines. There's a lot of fun conspiracy theories out there that we hear from time to time. What's the best one you've ever been asked about?
1: You brought it up, Nick, and I don't know if in my career I'm ever going to deal with anything similar because it was – the, the the mountain lines in the trailer was at a at a time when the internet forums were maybe their first modern day peaks whether it was from online forums or messaging it wasn't as diverse as TikTok and Snapchat and and Facebook it was you know there were a, a couple different internet forums, and that was kind of you know the the melting pot. And that rumor about game and fish and mountain lions, beginning around a, an era when mountain lion hunting was relatively new, really was. W- w- I, I think it's going to be tough. I think, it's, and I hope so. I hope we don't ever top anything like that. But uh, it was. I, I guess I should say you know in in 2022 it's. It's just as untrue as it was fifteen or twenty years ago or whenever that started popping up as it was now but that that was a, a constant rumor at advisory board meetings at cafes at gas stations, at watering holes when you'd run into somebody it was it was very very popular.
0: Thing. Sure, yeah, absolutely, and it certainly sticks out in memory in my mind. We're talking with Doug Lear. He's the outreach biologist for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Uh, Doug, we went from the blue page FishingBuddy.com reports that you referenced that they were ruining North Dakota's fishing to social media now ruining North Dakota's fishing and now technologies such as live scope and Sidescan ruining North Dakota's fishing, yet it seems we have some of the best fishing we've ever had. What do you think the deal is with that?
1: I think it really underscores how important and key habitat is. We've talked about it, you've written about it, and you've talked about it as long as you've been an outdoors communicator, as long as you've been hunting, as long as you've been fishing. One of the positives, I think, is we've also, as anglers and biologists, maybe appreciated more the aquatic habitat, the the fisheries habitat, since the water came back in 1993. And that's really exhibit A as to how important habitat is. We all remember high times of pheasant hunting and those same graphs showing how strong the crp numbers were how healthy our grasslands were and it's no coincidence that we saw stronger pheasant numbers stronger deer numbers when we had more crp and you sit here in 2022 and you talk about a pheasant harvest from last year under 300,000 and pheasant hunters and, and deer hunters wanting more tags and you go back to your your discussion about the potential for exploitation of fishing from new technology and new communication and people being concerned that are we going to damage the fish population because people can find the lake in Logan County or McIntosh County in a matter of of seconds And then you start to realize when you've got the habitat. You've got more places to fish than you've ever had before. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say you can't damage the fishery, but I think the fishery becomes more resilient when you have that habitat.
0: Yeah, we are certainly at the peak for fishing, and as you mentioned, we've recently seen a peak when it comes to upland and big game habitat, Uh, and and perhaps maybe that's it, Uh, maybe that's the most amazing point or one of them. Uh, what, What has, in your time, been the single most amazing moment in the outdoors or period in time in the outdoors that you have cataloged here in North Dakota?
1: Far and away... Once again, I'll say I hope this is probably the pinnacle, is when my phone rang multiple times from West Fargo Police Department, and I picked it up, and it was uh, an officer that I knew, an officer that knew the outdoors. It was 9.30 in the morning, and he said, we have a mountain lion in a tree at Rendezvous Park in West Fargo. And I'm not too far away from there, and within a matter of minutes, I was on the scene, and I'll never forget poking my head around the corner of the apartment garage and sure enough there was a mountain lion in a tree in the city limits of west bargo and that was in march of 2020 and I'll, I'll i'll never forget that and again you know i've i've had so many different scenarios. I there's been some
0: great moments. I agree 100%. Like you said, so many unexpected things happen. Doug, we thank you for bringing everything that you do to those folks on that front row seat, and for promoting the outdoors. And most of all, thank you for being on the show today. Hey
1: Nick, thank you. It's always
0: a treat to visit with you, my friend. Take care, man. It's always good to catch up with Doug Lear of the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. You see him in print. He's on the radio. He's online, helping people out. Like you said, he's that gatekeeper getting folks where they need to be if it's an important reporting issue, addressing it with the proper authorities on the warden side or through the RAP line, Keeps people in line, keeps people moving forward in the outdoors, always fun, and of course, as we heard, lots and lots of great stories from his more than three decades uh, working things hard for the people here in North Dakota on the game warden side of things, and of course, as an outreach biologist. So, good to catch up with him. I hope you have a safe and enjoyable rest of your weekend out there, getting some fishing in, enjoying some warmer temperatures, and getting the most you possibly can out of summer. Remember, take a kid with you and wear those life jackets while you're on the water, and if you do, you know that I'm going to see you in our outdoors.